1: Hey there and welcome. It's episode 42 of the Unfiltered and Undiscovered podcast. And we're not going to muck around again. This is just an episode we want to get into. I'm going to welcome my co host from the home city of. Fruit Chocks. Yes. Fruit Chocks. Yes, I know that one. That is a confectionery that is um, only known in Adelaide. Yes, synonymous with Adelaide. So please welcome and wish him a happy birthday for yesterday. Please welcome Dave Bragg. How are you, Braggie? I'm very well, Curly. Thanks for that. Fruit
2: Chocks. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Queensland boy originally, so when I came here, that was all new to me. And just recently... Fruit chocks have brought out because it normally has like I think apricot inside it. Okay, I've brought out they've brought out one with mango inside of it. So fuck, I'm fucking this is like being at home. It's
1: great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's been a little bit of big news on the music front. Our good friend Rob Stanier released a new song this week. He did, yeah. It's really nice. It's a little a ballad.
2: Uh, he's a piano player, obviously, so it's just him at the piano. And it's a sweet song uh, about his grandma, who who I think lived till she was 100. and was a big influence on his life. So check it out. I think you'll probably add that one to the playlist,
1: I guess. absolutely, Absolutely. We'll make sure that we add that to the unfiltered and undiscovered playlist. And also we've had that little bit of news about that Undiscovered talent called Taylor Swift to release some music this week. You know, couple of couple of downloads I hear that she's had. What was the latest that you saw?
2: I think I think within the first five hours, it had close to ten mil
1: or something. Ten, 10 mil. million downloads, yeah. just unbelievable. And it was so, also interesting this week that. Um, the Rolling Stones copped a bit of a pizzling. So Roger Daltrey from The Who labelled them a mediocre pub band. And yeah. Paul he, McCartney... said if, he said he said if you're walking past the pub and
2: you heard the Stones playing, you'd think they're just an average pub band. He's probably <laughs> right, but fuck, they've been
1: they've been an average pub band for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Only two hundred million in album sales, so not bad for an average yeah. pub band. And yeah. um, Paul, Paul McCartney called them a blues cover band, so What's true. That's true on... too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, we've got another great show. Um, sitting here with us here in Brisbane, we've got Tony D Pasquale from Brisbane band Spillage. How are you, Tony? G'day, gents. How are you this evening? I'm well, thank you. Now, Spillage have just released a new album recently, and congratulations on that, Tony and the band. Um, but you launched it we've read the reviews the launch went really really well but you guys have got a bit of a unique history if you were first formed in the 90s so tell me a little bit about how you're now still around
3: well yeah, we were playing a lot in the 90s in uh in through brisbane we put an album out in in the mid 90s uh and um we were only a three piece back then and then we we did break up uh we, we were playing a lot there, especially in if you know Brisbane at all, some of the the venues that were around were still around today: the Zoo and the Orient and uh, Aussie Nash and, and those sort of those sort of venues. And then um, they were kind of imploded towards the end of the '90s, and uh, and then probably 18 months ago, there was a reunion gig that a friend of ours, Graham Ashton from actually from Footstomp Music, said you guys want to play, so we started playing. We recruited another guitarist who's been a mate of ours for 30 odd years and we got in the practice room and just loved it you know we, old songs and we just started writing a bunch of new songs and we said this, oh, it was so good it's the best way to spend a sunday afternoon is just in the practice room and just just making noise and so we we, we played and that moved into another one then we all of a sudden we had an album we started recording a couple of songs and a few more also so we've got enough for an album I said okay and we're trying to we've got almost enough for another one now as well so we we sort of got we've got a few gigs now that we're playing, playing down the Gold Coast this weekend and um, another one at the zoo in a couple of weeks' time for the launch. So and that, that's, that's how it sort of came to be at this stage. Excellent.
2: That's fantastic. That's, oh, it's great that we're, we're gigging again too. It's great you're out playing, you know? How good is that?
3: Oh, it's fantastic. You know, it's um, just yeah. to be... To be to, we did one gig a couple of months ago, mid-COVID at, a, at, a, um, at King Lear's in the Valley. And it all it, everything sort of happens, everyone had to sit down and play yeah, <laughs> and sit down and watch. And with, if they weren't drinking, they had to have their masks on. And uh, a lot yeah. of people just had their chairs just bumping up and down, stomping up and down in it. And in, uh, in some of the songs, that was pretty cool.
2: It's funny how it's funny how the punters adapt. I've had that a couple of times at a couple of couple of recent gigs where. They, they have to sit down, they're not allowed to dance, have to put their mask on. But they put their mask on to go to the bar and then they'll dance to the bar. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, you know, they go back and sit down. So they, the punter's it
1: out. Yeah. They find a way. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Now on Spotify, you've got a bit of a short story about the band that you were gigging around in the 90s. You gave your lead singers uh, a couple of bucks to go buy some kebab and then you never saw him again for 20 years. Tell me, how true is that?
3: Well, it's I, I guess it's not not strict to the letter of the law, true, but um, <laughs> in the mid '90s we had this we had this awesome gig at a place called the Roxy, and it was with a uh, a small oh, yeah. band back then called Powderfinger, and oh,
1: just, uh, just tiny yeah. little band.
3: And um, we were supporting them, and we and it was it was like the pinnacle of our career back then, and then everything exploded after that. Their manager came to us and said, "Oh yeah, we might look at putting." you guys on and stuff and so everything was really good Then everything exploded we had you know the usual band issues back then there was you know alcohol and drug issues and stuff so with the word kebab you could change that to rehab and it'd be more more on the money there so uh, everyone sort of got their lives together the last 20 years and people went off got married have children got clean got sober and then uh all of a sudden we're back playing again
2: that's so good that you're back playing again because you got that thing in common you always have that yeah, and the thing is now we can
3: afford to to buy mu- good musical equipment
2: now. Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and, and twenty, years, 20 years later, Tony, it's e- it's easier to put music out now too, isn't it? <laughs> it's
3: unbelievable. I've talked to people, talked to my son especially, and he's going, "Oh yeah, this, is dad." I said, when we we used to have to have word of mouth, or you'd read it in yep. a magazine, or you'd listen to it on Triple Z up here, or someone yep. would make a mixtape, and you'd write on the write on the cover of the mixtape on there, yep. who's that band and you would most of them wouldn't even know the name of the band. Then you start following that band if they God forbid they came to Brisbane, we would just all, all, all go and all, all flock to see the band. So um Absolutely. and then you could just do on we'll even have Triple J. Triple J sort of stopped all that. Now and then then with the advent of Spotify, everything just uh, everything exploded. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's certainly a certainly a lot different nowadays, isn't it? And and I guess that's one of my questions that um, So, with the punters who, the the people that you're seeing at your gigs, how have they changed from the '90s to now?
3: Well, some have got quite uglier, (laughs) and uh, and um, but there's still a lot of people sort of our age, you know, say around five o, that um, that's still heading out seeing bands. But there's also the young, because we play we play with a lot of younger bands too that that bring people. And um, we've got a, a little posse of a couple of bands that we've been we've been playing together with and stuff. So they drag a whole heap of younger people. So we're introducing people, people to our music now, which is good. So yeah. we've got a fair bit of age difference there, which is good. Mm,
2: it is good.
1: Yeah. It's interesting you mention that, Tony. I went to Radio Birdman reunion. Would have been pre-COVID, so it must have been 2019, and Died Pretty played and... Oh, yeah. um, Mick Medu and the Rumors I think was his band at the time. And there were some guys around my vintage that were just playing up big time like they were back like seventeen <laughs> or eighteen. And and they were doing the whole like I've never seen someone my age that fucking energetic to be honest. I reckon they would have woken up the next day we saw hammies. And I, wouldn't walked, I wouldn't have walked for two knees. days. Well <laughs> they could play the game of footy. Oh, That's mate. it. Absolutely. So when you talk about spillage, who are the influences for your band?
3: Okay, so there's probably a couple like I, I get for me personally, there's older stuff like Huskadoo and then um from from the eighties. Then there's nineties stuff like um you know, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains that I personally like, and Chili Peppers, who who were still going. Other guys in the band have Of different influences like um the jam or even even heavier stuff and things like that so we all bring a little bit of something in there
0: how powerful is cox internet so powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard get gig speeds powered by fiber from cox it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very, it's a, it's a. Your sound is really mixed. I, you, I noticed you call yourselves Nuvo Grunge, and you use <laughs> you use the Italian spelling. So obviously, right. there's Italian heritage in the band.
3: Sì, capito. Sì, sono italiano.
2: It's good. That's good. So yeah, tried to move um, away. Yeah, tried. We very well picked up. The only one ever picked that up, actually. That's good. Okay, there you go. Did my research. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is is there a couple of brothers in the band? Yeah, is my brother, one?
3: Sam. Sam Sam sings and plays guitar, and is probably the chief songwriter. I Righto. play bass. Uh, Nathan Kime is on drums, and David Gault is on lead guitar.
1: Okay. Okay. Excellent. Cool. So how? How do you describe music? I mean, we, you, your music, Tony, um, it's nouveau grunge or however yeah. you say that. Well, if t- in the broadest terms,
3: it's just rock and roll, I say. But um, I say rock and roll with sort of a grungy influence, I suppose, is, is how we describe it. Yeah. And uh, because...
2: Yeah. I, don't know if you guys I got. Gone.
3: Yeah, uh, We got. Okay, I've got a seven-year-old daughter, so the, all the parents at school are like, like, oh, what's your band like? What's the... Oh, can we come and see your band? And all the parents up there and... Funnily enough, again last week, the whole corn was taken up of of parents from school watching the band and getting and
2: getting into it. So that was good. That's the, way the kids, the kids help when you find new audience.
1: Oh. So <laughs> isn't that isn't that awesome? Okay, I've I've teed up the the first song we're going to listen to, um, and it's the first song of the album. So do you want to give us a bit of an overview before we turn it on?
3: Okay, so "Mama, Mama" is one of our older songs, and it's kind of changed a bit. It changed a bit through the years. It, it used to be known as um, we used to nickname it "tribally" because it had this sort of tribally start to it with the on the on the bass drums and just the guitar. But uh, essentially, it's a song Sam wrote about our mother, her her feeling safe and, and being looked after, and trying to repay that uh, repay that later on in life when when they're older. In there, and it's a, one we always open the, we Open the set with this song most of the time could we reckon it. it we rock out; it, it rocks. The song rocks out, and we love to play it. Actually, it's really good fun yeah. to play, oh,
0: and it well, kind of yeah, sets the scene. Rock, everyone, cool. everyone just goes,
3: and the audience starts.
1: So good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. let's put her on. This is Mama Mama. <laughs> That's
3: you call
2: it, tribal with the tongs
3: the there. Yeah. yeah. It, it's funny that that was the first song we did in the studio and um, we, all we did was go in there to do the one song. So we just do one. Okay. And we, na- we nailed it so quickly. So <laughs> well, let's do one, oh, ended okay. up doing three songs that day. And that's what we said. Well, great. let's do a couple more and then and end up being a couple more and a couple more. So we end up with a couple of leftovers which we'll hopefully throw on to be on the beginning of the next one.
2: It's great to hear a recording, Tony. That's not that's not quantized. That's not uh, you know. It's really free flowing. You know, a lot of the yeah. records we've listened to before. It's been everything's like spot on and perfect. And I just really love the warmth of this. Yeah. Well, it's
3: Jeff Lovejoy recorded it, so he he, yeah. he did a lot of does a lot of stuff in 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 Australia really, but in Brisbane and stuff. A lot of lot of bigger yeah. bands. And, um, but he records out of his house now. so it was basically in a garage and hes put a couple of things up on the wall and so, and yeah sort of get a concrete that vibe, floor yeah. With, with some with some mats and, and so we're playing we're all playing live. so the, the rhythm guitar bass and drums are all, all playing live and yep. and while well, Gorky is playing live but in another room. but um, so it's, we kind of capture that in there so we' are try, trying to keep it as for, and, like, for better or for worse warts and all. you know we, we do take different takes to try and get it right. But yeah, um, yeah, I
2: understand, but it's it's got that real warmth and and the free flowingness to it. It's not, it's not. There's not a lot of computer in there. if, you're, if, you're, if you're, no, say, You feel what I'm saying? No, is that auto
3: tune on the voice either?
2: No, <laughs> yeah, it's good. And and I know you guys want to call yourselves new grunge, but man, that is that is Aussie rock. If I'm yeah. <laughs> there's just so much influence there. I can hear it all. You know, yeah. I can <laughs> <even> hear the <laughs> gurus in there. I can even hear the yeah. Easy Beats in that chord progression. You know. Uh, I tell fun. you what, Easy
3: Beats were one of my favourite bands. Uh, they, I, I just think they did so much and they got so huge. And just that, yeah. it was a great story, especially Stevie Wright being so sad as it is. And yes. especially reading a couple of books about about him. But he just lived a phenomenal life. And my brother played with him actually not so long, a few years ago. And my yeah, brother yeah. was living in Byron. In, he, he seems to play the guitar for us. Oh, wow. but he, was a dr- he was a drummer for hire as well. And they pulled a couple of people together. And he'd just yeah. sit on the would sit on the stool on the stage and sing. And uh, well, mate, and,
2: they, I mean, you're right. They pretty much invented Aussie rock. You know, they yeah. did the pub rock scene. That was they they took it around to those pubs and got beat up. And you know, yeah. And then whatever. Vander and
3: Young went on to do all those that all Taka-taka. that. Well, that was soundtrack of my childhood. All their songs. I look back on it now yeah. and you see everything from Ted Mulry to, to ACDC yeah. to John Paul Young, <laughs> all those exactly. ones were produced and written by these guys.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all on the Albert's label. Fantastic. That's it. Yeah. And um, you know, Stevie Wright's
3: uh, um, stuff by himself, uh, his, his solo stuff, I thought was really good too. Yeah, and, absolutely.
1: Uh, and it's it's interesting that um, I, I love the fact that that kicks off every all your sets, it kicks off the album. You know, one of the the sets, uh, one of the gigs that I went to was Day on the Green a couple of years back when they had... An action packed fucking lineup, and they had uh, the violent themes playing. And yeah, they, they just came on stage and they started with Blister in the Sun. So, <laughs> and it was the crowd just went fucking ballistic, there was no yeah. other word to put it. And then all of a sudden, you could see people looking at each other and saying, What are they going to play now? They just started with their most well known song. And of course, most people don't know much. More about the femmes outside of Blister in the Sun, but an amazing concert. They just said, "Yep, we're going to get it out of the way, and then we're going to play." So oh, that's
3: cool. They've got tons of other good songs. I remember seeing them with Nirvana down at down at um on the Goldie. What was that venue called? Uh, the one at Southport. Anyway, uh, down there. Fisherman, yeah, Fisherman's Fisherman's Wharf.
1: Oh, Fisherman's Wharf. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, saw, I saw I saw him at East Leagues Club back yeah. in. The, when they toured it in the 80s, and that was just amazing. Uh, just a little three-piece band, and what they do with that, especially the drummer. All he's got is like the what are they called, Tate? The little feather things for the drum. All the brushes, a snare. Yeah. yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah. A, a snare. Acoustic bass,
2: the... acoustic bass, usually. Yeah. Unbelievable. No good. That, 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 that actually,
3: their first album was sort of the first sort of all, I my alternative album I'd ever listened to that I got into, yeah. and it was that the Riptides? I don't yeah. know. Might have been 16, 15 or sixteen or so. Riptides and some Lou Reed. I remember they were the first three. And I went, Ooh. wow. There's a bit well, now music. it's in-
2: interesting you say Lou Reed because I get a real Lou Reed vibe for this next song that we're going to play. That's washing over me, especially with the bass. You're on the bass, starting up high. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I just get, I get, I get That's. I wrote that's that good. My it's good to hear this stuff Lou here. Reed what other vibe. people, what other
3: people think of it in there? Like, I, I like. This song, I feel, is just like a nice, warm, nice, warm blanket you can you can you can put on and and, and, and feel good about it and sort yeah. of yeah.
1: It's it's familiar. It's it's just it's um yeah. It's really pared back. It's simple. It's a, it, it's it feels simpler to me as a punter, but it's probably tougher to put together to get that simpler feel. But to me, it's just such a familiar sounding. There's a familiarity in that song that I just sort of. You listen to mm. it for the first time, and you're going, "Have I heard this before?" You know, it's just, it's nice. Yeah, well, that's good. That's great <laughs> to hear that, actually. Yeah, there's just a lot. Of, actually, thing. I think there's a
2: lot of space too, Tony. You got in these songs. I really. That's sometimes hard to do. Sometimes bands will play. Too much. It, put too much. Yeah, there. It's, it's like an artist who paints and has to know when to stop. And especially this this next one, "Wash Over Me." There's a lot of space in it. Funny like you say it. that because
3: there's, there's some bits in there when I remember the, the way we sort of write a song Sam will come with a, you know, a bit of a riff or something then we'll muck around with it, mm-hmm. record it and everyone sort of goes home and, and plays a bit then we come back the week later or two weeks later and, and flesh it out a bit more and I remember doing this one and I remember purposely saying that, so that I could go, I could do something really big here I said, no, no, let's just, let's just give it some space and I stay out I for a bar there. or two and then then come back in again and it's just it just seems to work well with this song
1: yeah yeah for sure all right let's put her on
2: I need a Moving through the clouds And the sky's looking blue and clear I do like Thank right. there's, some blue, there's, a, there's like a Hammond B three like in the background there, Tony. Someone yeah, we got a
3: bit um keys. A mate of ours, a guy called Benny D Williams. He um he played mm-hmm. some keys down for us, and uh, it really fits yeah. well with the song, I reckon.
2: It does. yeah. That it
0: sounds good. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players
3: with more
0: than 80 student clubs, five Greek life organizations, and vibrant music, cultural, and art programs, there's always a way to be involved on campus. And after an active day, our students comfortably unwind in the number seven best-ranked college dorms in the nation. It's a great day to be a Stevenson Mustang. See why. Schedule your visit at stevenson.edu slash TORSU. Very um, much What's the back behind...
1: You go, Tony. Sorry. Yeah. What's the you backstory? Go. What's the song about?
3: Well, sadly enough, this the song is about um, is about abuse actually, and sort of coming coming through that, coming through the other side, having to deal with that, and yeah. uh, and live, work through it, work through it, and come and come and come out the other side of it. I guess is okay. it
2: being a... being at peace with it, like letting it wash over yes. you. Exactly, and
3: just yeah. letting it go, putting it in, putting it in the hold of a ship, and watch it sail away is one of the lines. Yeah, in that that's song. a
2: great, that's a great line. Yeah, I like that line. Yeah, I,
1: I've got a, a. We were talking about it before we went on air. We love some of the lyrics that you guys have put together. So Sam does most of the the writing. He does most of the writing.
3: He some of the things. I would say he does most of the writing. Okay, he usually runs it by me to to, to check it, proof it and stuff, and see what's working. And I might change a little bit here and there, but yeah, he does 90, 98% of the writing, I reckon. But um, yeah, and he comes through and he's got a little unique style and he's with his words and stuff. So it's good.
2: Yeah, he's really and good.
3: Tra- and we try and push him on that too. Because um, I don't, don't, don't go, for, that's a bit too easy that bit. Go, you know, work on something else. Use your own experiences and, and that. So uh, he, he pushes himself with that. So it's good.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I sense that, I sense a lot of the like I said before, a lot of the songs are very self searching, like you're you know, getting some things out or whoever's writing the songs, if it's him, if it's about himself, he, he's getting some of those things out and, you know, dealing with them yeah. in the song. Yeah, and I think
3: that's the best thing to write. Anything if you're if you're writing a song or a novel or whatever, you know, write about what you know and, and, and exactly. your experiences and feelings around it. And it's it's sure. not only usually good stories, but it's it's really helpful for you too. To get exactly.
2: it, it comes across as be- more believable, too. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and then old... when you sing it or when they play it it, it, it gives that feeling as well, you know. Yeah, better
3: than the old, yeah, yeah, baby, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it worked all right for the Beatles for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, just, I just
3: want to say one thing, like, because Sam and I both grew up together, we came from a musical family, so okay. I, had, I had to learn the accordion from five years old. So my dad was an accordion player. So, yeah. and then... um. And I, I was in a concert when I was six and I can't remember even I, whether I liked it or not, but my older brother was very good at it, I was not so good and Sam was hopeless at it. So Sam said, I'm playing the drums. So he switched from the accordion to the drums very quickly and I switched yeah. from the accordion to guitar when you know at a young age and stuff. And then he moved, he started not liking pulling drums, taking drums everywhere and uh, and learnt, taught himself how to play guitar, which is, which is what he does most of the time now. It's good but accordion's
2: um, cool, you should bring that yeah. in one of the songs, mate.
3: Yeah, mine actually. And, uh, I worked.
2: D- I worked at a music shop here, uh, Checheries, or we call it the Australian pronunciation, was the series, but Checheries for a, a family of Italians, they were fantastic to work for. And and uh, yeah, there was a lot of accordion, we had a lot of accordions in the <laughs> shop. And uh, the dad, he was he was a great accordion player, though, he could play like classical stuff on there, and it was fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, my dad still
3: plays. My dad's eighty five, and him and his brothers, they play in a band. And the original yeah. name was called called the Gay Caballeros when they were younger. <laughs>
2: That's awesome.
3: <laughs> it's, so he's um, the, they they don't really have a name, but they play a lot of Italian functions and and for, 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 yeah. for friends and stuff and birthday parties. But they pull out the old Italian standards and stuff. But it's uh, he's it, pretty handy on it. And then, and my brother plays, I don't. My brother plays. Oh, dad, check this out. This is one of our new songs. This is our new clip. Yeah, you know, I can see it's good, but I don't really
1: like it.
2: it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. That's
1: so great. on the album, you've got a couple of songs that um, we're not playing tonight, but um, we might dive into them before we go to the final song. Sure. Uh, Tave loves Lonely Boy. Oh, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I think I think that's the best track.
3: Oh, fantastic! What? Tell me what you think. What? Well, what do you think? What? Tell me your opinion of it, of, of the song then. What, what's it do to you?
2: I, I love the words. I'm not exactly sure what what it's about. I don't know whether the words are metaphors for anything, but I just, I love the lyrics and um, I just, and I like the light and shade. I think that's, you know, in the song as well. Yeah. One, one other thing I like about the whole album and um, for your guitar player, I think that all the solos are really well thought out too. A lot of times I hear albums now that people just play whatever in the solo, but it seems like he's really thought about these and actually composed the, the solo, which people don't do enough of. Now. Yeah,
3: he's a real thinking thinking guitarist and he'll always talk himself down about it, you know. But I'm always in awe yeah. of that, you know, of, of a lead guitarist when they can just play here then they go apply and do that and everything sounds everything sounds so good. And he, he goes, ah, oh, no, it's just... What... But he goes away and thinks about it and tries different stuff all the time. And uh,
2: Yeah, it's a little his... composition in itself, the solo, mm. you know? It's a little so, composition inside a composition.
3: I like it. So Lonely Boy is, is literal. It's about, you know, breaking up with someone and, and, and the, the things happening in there. When we, when we first started writing, this is one, another one of our older ones, actually. Um, yeah. We kind of felt it had a uh, text... We kind of had in our mind a bit of a text Perkins thing about, yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. I had that written down
2: as well. It's definitely sounds like the Beast of Bourbon. Yeah, and then
3: <laughs> and then funny the beginning stuff. We always joke around, Sam. I said you've got to be more. said, uh, yeah. Can I have a kiss? Give me something to miss. You. I said, you've got to be more Tex Perkins than Frankenfurter. And uh, yeah, and because uh, sometimes you can get too theatrical. I think at the he's got a mixture there. of both. <laughs> yeah,
2: and on the review, she ar- said that. I miss your ass in the ashtray. That's a great line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I
3: always like one about you know. Her ironing his pants, so the people at the church—we his, his Sunday yeah. slacks aren't ironed, and Sunday. the and the puppy all day sits around doing nothing. Reminds me of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really fun song to play.
2: Like, I really, I'm a lyricist guy. I love the lyrics, you know. So. Yeah. I it's I a very fun you know, song to play. Song.
1: I reckon that's the only song in the world that has the Sunday slacks in it. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, Sunday slacks. I, I yeah, know was, was, I get the
2: picture. I see it, you know. We should have done
3: some more alliteration and put safari suit in as well, should not we? Oh,
2: yeah. And it's such a, it's such a, a like a Sunday slacks. Well, my dad used to call them slacks. <laughs> yeah. such a... Real Queensland thing. Yeah, thing.
3: get those jeans off.
0: Put some slacks on.
3: That's <laughs> it. And my dad always called t-shirts round necks. What are you wearing that bloody round neck for?
2: <laughs> put the button up on. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And uh, I've got to say, the song that I I really like is um. I mean, I like them all, but you said no is uh is a great little song and oh swing had, yeah yeah we had um. A gentleman called Rob Stannier on the show, and he's got a song called "Mad Dog Blues," and I'd love to see a mashup of you Ooh, said okay. no to Mad Dog Blues," because <laughs> I reckon it's just got that, that little bit of groove to it, so yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah, no, th- sweet, th- thank you.: like it. And uh, we, um,
3: Sam had listened to a lot of what did he say he'd listened to? Was it Ella Fitzgerald or someone one weekend? And he came and said, listen, I've got, I want to try this. So we tried this, the light and shade in that song. Uh, and yeah. we, seriously, we played that song about 20 times when we learned it and we loved it and, mm. uh, and still do. And we did a clip for that song. That was our first single. So if, oh, the, cool. if you go on YouTube, you can see that one. And it's, uh, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's pretty fun.
1: All right. Let's um, play the final song. Now, this song is the album title. It's Unawares. And um, in the true spirit of Australian music, we leave it till, right till the very last word to actually say the song title, so, which, I think is, which I think is quite amazing, you know, because when I think back to, like, Ganga Jang with Sounds of Then... Yes. Uh, at least they got. At least they got it out in the first line, and then never sang it again. You guys wait till the very last <laughs> word. Oh, <laughs> uh, well picked up. Oh, I have to tell Sam oh, that. Beautiful. Good. Anyway, let's put it on then. This is a film clip, so we get to see the band. So, that's cool.
2: living in- Do you play that one at the end of the gigs? Some sort, yes, we do actually.
3: Yeah, it's one of our yeah, one of our finishes. It'll be in the in. Oh, actually, lately we've been playing it very last. Yeah, and it's yeah. been um, it's been so, it's been really rocking the house. It's been really good to finish up on actually. The album nuts. seems
2: to flow like that. It seems to flow like a gig. Yeah. Okay.
3: Oh, that's good. But we, I guess we always just think like that. You know how how yeah. would you like to see it at a gig and. We're actually, we sort of changed the set a bit this weekend to try something a bit different uh, when we're playing, but um, that's kind of how... And I do always... When I see... I know... Um, it's about Died Pretty before. I remember they did two years ago when they would play just their whole album, like play uh, Boy Hollow or something, and you, and you just... From, from beginning to end, which, uh, which I kind of like.
1: Yeah, yeah the, gurus, the Gurus did that with um, Stone Age Romeos. Yeah. So which a, played, yeah, which was just... An amazing gig to um to attend. So, Tony, how did um? Let's just go back to Unaware's. Once again, I think there's one of the best lines that I've ever ever heard in a song, and where where the where he sings about wherever you go, well there you are. It's just such a it's such a little simple line, and you just go oh fuck, that's so that that's so true. Wherever yeah. you go, well there you are. Yeah, so you, um,
3: may well, you may as well make peace with yourself because yeah. like a lot of people just say when you some turmoil in your life, quite often you, you you think, Oh, I need a new I need a new partner, or I need a new job, or I need to move somewhere else. Okay, but when you do that you realise, oh, here I am still. So yeah. it maybe I'll look yeah, a bit deeper still inside me. if I really want to change.
1: Yes, Absolutely. good point. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that song just fits really nicely with um, with Brisbane, with the music out of, you know, Brisbane's got such, or has always had such a diverse music scene, and I, I really don't like sort of generalising that about a certain style of Brisbane music, but that just fits, that just fits. I, and, you know, my... I've got so many fond memories of seeing bands in the 80s at little dive bars and whatnot, and I could see that song being played in a little dive bar in the 80s. That's being played in little dive bars in 2021
2: now. Nothing's changed.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't matter which
2: which little dive bar you go to, you're still there. (laughs) That's true. Absolutely.
1: That's great. So um, you've got some gigs at the moment. What's up next for you? We've got um, this Saturday it's an afternoon
3: one, so R.V. one down at Vinnie's dive bar on the Gold Coast. Um, in fortnight's time, on the fourth of December, we're playing a show at the Zoo uh, on the Saturday night there, and that's it for this year. And we've got a couple more lined up. Uh, well, in in the hopefully for early next year, around probably around February. Or so
1: we'll take okay, a little, so... few weeks
3: off. And then get back and into you, rehearsing. And,
1: and you've got enough songs for another album. Any sort of dates or that you've got ahead for that?
3: We'll probably go into studio. I reckon around February, March or so, and you know, be okay. Get all. We'll uh, probably last like, Say March, April or so. But we'll probably probably this time next year. I reckon we'll 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 have it have it out again, the whole album. We'll, we'll release a couple of singles in the meantime. Yeah. I think so. Um, and it's funny, like the. You kind of change musically a tiny bit as well, and and we, we go down this, a little alleyway, and then come back again, and it's just it's interesting.
1: To see
2: where we go. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's
1: actually good yeah. to see an album.
2: Yeah, it's, it's yeah. rather than just a single come out. It's good to yeah. see an album. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because board, of Spotify yeah. now, everyone's puts one out, and then puts another one out, puts another one out, and then by the time it comes to an album, you you, you know it's not. It's yeah, terrible. I
3: miss that album. You know, with the album when I was a kid, you had the album cover was something you really looked at as well, and you read all the stuff about them and tried to find out. And if I had a lyric sheet, even better. Yes. Otherwise, you'd be singing the wrong song, wrong words all the time.
2: Yes,
1: <laughs>
2: I love it. I still, awesome. I've got a big album collection, and I, I love getting them out and still read them. You know, I love yeah, it. It's cool. And the works of art, a lot of them,
3: aren't they? The stuff they yeah.
2: do. Exactly. Well, your artwork's really good on the front. That's got the that real 50s uh, cartoon vibe, like Jensen's yeah. vibe. Yeah, that's what we're after,
3: yeah. You know, we're sick of seeing our old heads on there. So I said, let's go cartoony, and um, this artist yeah. called Jack Tierney. Listened to the graphics, he was, he was on board with that and, and came up with that. So, uh, yeah, we we're, yeah, we're been... really happy with that.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Well, congratulations on the album, Tony, and the band called Spillage. Where did the name come from?
3: Oh, what we, it was something we used to say when you would knock over a drink, ah, spillage, and then, <laughs> back then yeah. and then, um, and then it just sort of grew on us. We liked it as a saying and then and we just took it on. We thought it sounded pretty yeah. cool having the one yeah. word name too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's good. It's, it's, good. It's, um, it's been really cool just diving into the music to be honest. So, and um, so we've put a couple of the songs that we've uh, listened to and a couple of those other ones that we liked on the Spotify playlist called "Under Unfiltered and Undiscovered. Um, so if you like those songs, guys, jump on, follow the band. They're on Spotify. They're also on Facebook. All of those links will be, of course, in the show notes. Tave, any further questions for... I don't that's think ridiculous. so. I just
2: want to remind uh, the people listening that when you go to Spotify to listen to Spillage, make sure you click, you follow them. So yeah. more followers, yeah. So they can get their half a cent for every,
3: <laughs>
1: every we play. <laughs> some sandwiches soon. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, I'm saving up for a carton. <laughs> but you Absolutely. know what? At least, we get, at least the music's out there. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why Tony and I, uh, Curly and I like to do this Thing is because there's so many bands like you, and uh, that you know, and, and you get lost in that in, in all the thousands of bands. So it's just good to talk to local bands that, that, are, tr- that are out there playing yeah. And, yeah. and putting things out to listen to. It's really good,
1: yeah, absolutely. Well,
3: did you, did you think, thank you very much for, for having me on and, and, and playing the songs, and reviewing the songs, and just chatting about music in general. It's been fantastic, and it's great yeah. hearing feedback from, from people as well. It's excellent. No, it's good.
1: Well, I'm, I'm, now, Tony, and, we're doing the singles. Yes, so Tony just put up with us for a little bit So no. while we do our Undiscovered 7 Inches. So, um, Mine's not Undiscovered. To... <laughs> uh, <laughs> so do you want to do yours first or me? Yep. Well, you go first. Uh, all right, so I've got an old Brisbane band. So this oh. is from 1984. The band is called Cry Conflict. And uh, interesting about this band, I was doing some volunteer doormanship for four triple z up here and this was the band that was playing so this was my first time in the volunteer world and listening to some new music four Angels songs on this seven inch um so it's a little ep angel can, 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 turn it over again Tony. let me have a look at the back so they were gonna, they were a real um they were a band piece. that was highlighting you know things like uh the warmongering and and whatnot so Really, really well before their time from a lot of the bands that we see from 84. I know show. those guys. Do you?
3: I fish Phil Ra and, um, and Phil Montour in the band wow. there, yeah. How yeah.
1: about that? There you and go.
3: When we were playing a, back then.
1: Yeah. It's a small world. So, And they were just such a tight little band and um, they used to gig pretty hard around Brizzy and um and once again, just a band that probably deserved a little bit more success than what they ultimately got. But yeah, cry conflict. So, Well, Tony, I knew you'd go for a Brisbane band,
2: being a Brisbane boy and us having Spillage on being a Brisbane band as well. So I thought I would go and I knew your band would be real niche and cool. <laughs> so I thought I'd go the opposite. Mine's not actually a band. It's actually two guys and they wrote a lot of ads actually, but one of the biggest hits they ever had. And this is also because I'm a cricket nut and it's the start of the yes. season.
3: Go the Aussies. Big win the other night.
2: So yeah, so that's why I put this way out. Come on, Aussie, come on. That's the single. Oh it's pretty God. rare, pretty In hard to find. Version? Yes, original version. Mojo, Mojo singers they wrote yeah. all those ads. You ought to be congratulated. It's on WEA. Oh, yeah, wow. So I had to buy it. It was two bucks. Going down like a machine. It, that's it. We, you remember, we're all the same age. Yeah. <laughs> I got my tickets to the first test too. So oh, well, I got test. tickets to the second test, mate. Very good. <laughs> the over, so I got the first three days. Oh, uh, fantastic. Behind and, the bowler's arm. And, 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 and Isn't oh, it funny behind. how Brisbane Bears like Powderfinger, you guys support a massive cricket nuts, aren't they?
3: Yeah, well, there's still the, there was a cricket band, cricket comp, and, and it's still going to be going for 30 years. And they only oh, good
2: cool. to play
3: in the summer, so they only play in the winter now. So yeah. the guys we played with the other week, um, there used to be a band called Chopper Division, and he he runs it all. Oh, he's has been going for 30 years. This, That's this, this, cool. The power used to have a have a team in it. I don't know if they still do. I'm kind of hoping them to ask me, and I'll get my wicket-keeping skills back again.
1: <laughs> yeah, his might turn up. And... <laughs> That's great. Um... Well, you guys can go to the test game. I'll watch the highlights. So, <laughs> All, right. All right. So I'm just going to do a bit of a wind-up and then we'll finalise the show. Tony, once again, just thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, it's thanks. been great talking with you. Um, next week, we've got Fee Garrett, uh, Fee Garrett, Fiona Garrett from Amped NZ. Now, this is really interesting. She's got her own record label called Amped Records. And it's live streaming DJs and I'm fascinated by it. It goes off, you know, you get on a, to one of their streams and there might be hundreds of people on a live stream listening to a DJ. So... Yeah, this is going to um, be cool. It is. It's mm. going to be really, really cool. On the, the following week, we've got the Undiscovered and Uncovered covers. So we're going to be sharing a couple of covers that uh, have been covered by Undiscovered bands. <laughs> I, I think that's the way it is. So... On December 9, we've got an educational session with a social media expert called Chantelle Garrity, who's going to teach us how to get discovered. So for all the bands out there wanting to get discovered, um, social media is a really good tool. So Chantelle's joining us on December 9. And don't forget our Christmas show on 16th of December We've got, and we'll ask Tony and the boys from Spillage once we get offline. Um, we've got guests, we've got live music happening, we've got a couple of people that are sending in their videos. Um, Shane Sigro from Blind Season Detroit sending us a video, Alison Assange from Nashville, and Nashville, oh, over there Tennessee. in the U.S., <laughs> at Tennessee. She's sending us a video, so it's going to be an awesome night. We're just going to have a little bit of fun. And then we kick off 2020 with the amazing Mick Medu from Screaming Tribesmen and Woo. currently running around with Mick Medu and the Mesmerizers. So, um, as per always, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, like, subscribe, share. All our stuff's on our website, unfiltered and undiscovered. Dot com. Uh, don't forget our playlists are on Spotify. I think I've got it. Have I got everything, braggy I think you did it, mate. You did well. All right. And You're once again, big shout out and a big thank you to Tony. I hope the album just kicks some really good yeah, thanks, goals Tony. because we loved it. So from everyone here, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you all again next week. Thanks Bye. so much. Bye-bye.
0: It's one of those days where your to-dos are all over the place. On today's list, a teeth cleaning at 6 a.m., returning the not-so-fake cowhide rug at 9, scooping up a vintage stereo from Marketplace in Bethesda at first to show up with Cash PM, and picking up Cousin Rick at Reagan at 3 a.m. Uh, Zip if, odd errands, at odd hours. With Zipcar, you can book cars near you at D.C. anytime you want, with gas included. Which makes days like this, well, just another day. Join in Drive in Minutes at Zipcar.com.